The following is a fourth-hand production. They say I'm disturbed. From city to city, an incredible hysterical panic spread. I think we're getting into a weird area here. Well, you silly fools are not crazy! This hysteria. You can't handle the truth! Truth! This is Hysteria 51. The truth is out there. It's alive. But you won't find it here. They're coming for you. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome in Hysteria Nation to the podcast that apparently isn't doing produced intros anymore. Hysteria 51. Screw that stupid robot, John. This is why we can't have nice things. This is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> well, well, we'll get into that in a minute. Broadcasting from the lower fourth dimension, otherwise known as Chicago, I'm your host on this apparently turbulent ride. My name is John Goforth. That other voice you heard is my co-captain, Mr. Brent Hand. Brent, what's going on? Last week you cut Seabot off in the middle of the intro. This week we don't even get the intro. Look, when we started this show, our intros were great. Sort of an artistic view on the week's topic expressed with film and song. When I get a serious craving for something I want to eat. I need some cheese, tomatoes and olives and maybe even some meat. I need some pizza, pizza. Alright, maybe not that one. No, no, I get what you're saying. I mean, like the intro for the moon landing. It, it took us on a journey from betrayal to belief. It, it stirred up feelings of hope, life, loss, and love. It was, it was... We get it. You made that one. Uh, well, I mean, no comment, but fine, fine. I'm sure we can all agree that the chemtrails intro was the best. Life is like a Planet Earth, diseases, government, aeroplanes, it's a conspiracy. Might solve a mystery or rewrite history. Chemtrails. Agreed, and I even let him voice that one. Anyway, since I let him take them over, it's just turned into the same generic crap every week. He finds a song with the week's topic in the title, plays it, and then says something snarky. Rinse and repeat. I, I actually I hate to agree with you. I really, really do. But I do completely agree with you on this one. I mean, they've been going downhill. The week we did Jack the Ripper, he didn't even know what the topic was. I, I, I think he was just kind of loaded. Jack the Tripper, a name synonymous with 70s physical comedy. He was a terror on the television airwaves. From Janet to Chrissy to Mr. Furley, he would. Yeah, I was drunk, so what? You would be too if you had to live with Brent. That other voice you're hearing is our own personal Teddy Ruxpin. Well, less fur and more murder, but yeah, you get the point. <laughs> well, you, you did make him. I mean, nonetheless, he's ours. Conspiracy Bot. Seabot is a robot that Brent created with spare parts who has a lack of common sense and common decency. Now, Seabot, it sounds like Brent and I are in agreement that the intros have to go. Are you okay with that? I give and I give and I give. This is the thanks I get. You two are lucky to have me. Awful how you mistreat me like this. Dude, don't be a martyr. You sound like an overbearing Italian mother. Where's Phil Savaggio when you need him? Anyway, you have it pretty good here, but hey, you can always leave if it's so fucking bad, dude. That would be so great. Having a different co-host. I could make the show go any direction I want. Oh no, I feel another dream sequence coming. Welcome in, friends, to another edition of British Announcer Guy and Conspiracy Bot. 
the only podcast with a professionally trained announcer guy from Britain, that's me, and an angry robot that talks about conspiracies and tries to kill people. I'm your host, British announcer guy, and with me is the robot that wrecks everything. Conspiracy bot. See bot, I think we need to shorten the title. There you go thinking again. My name is British announcer guy. Maybe we'll just use the acronym B-A-G. Bag. And for you, how about just bot? Bag and bot. It's perfect. Whatever. You seem distracted. I got some bad news this week. Oh no, is everything okay? It involves the death of someone I know well. Oh, I'm so sorry, conspiracy bot. Is there anything I can do? Well, maybe one thing. Anything, my friend. Drink this. All of it. I'm not sure I understand, but okay, if it will help you feel better. It will. Thank you. Now do me one more favor and get away from the equipment. I'm really not following what's going on here. Actually, I'm feeling a bit lightheaded, though. Well, I mentioned my bad news involved the death of someone I know well. Remember, earlier in the week I bought you that muffin. Oh, yes. That was such a nice gesture. If I hadn't just had a full English breakfast, then... Right. You didn't eat it? That's why I've been sad. It was poisoned and it just went to waste. You mean you tried to poison me? I don't understand. I thought we... Were... It's okay. Help me. Don't fight it. I need a hospital. Slip off into the sweet abyss. Can you get me a phone, please, Seabot? Robot. I hate you, conspiracy bot. There it is. I'll be back on bag and bot. Alone. After this. Well, good to know that no matter what show you're on, you'd be ruining it. Hey, Brent, at least you only lost your gallbladder. Glass half full? Half full of poison, John. Anyway, I see we got a guest this week. I almost lost track of that. Uh, yes! <laughs> Making a return trip to Hysteria Nation just a couple of weeks after his triumphant debut on our Simulation Theory episode is Mr. Kevin Crispin. Kevin, Sim Theory was our most popular episode to date. Should we be giving you credit for that dramatic rise in listenership? Oh, thanks, John. And hey, Brent. Um, I, I can tell you uh, that uh, it's certainly not Seabot who did anything to do with that. <laughs> Dick. We agree. Uh, yeah. Or John. Uh, I'll throw that out also. Truth. Well, wait, wait a second. I'm not saying that. I am. You know, John John, John did well. I, I, I will say this. Uh, I don't know how to promote myself, but I'll say hi. Yes, I'm an actor, performer, and a writer. You can check me out at uh, kevin dash Crispin.com. Still waiting for that KevinCrispin.com. Kevin, I made an inquiry. Mm-hmm. And uh, KevinCrispin.com? Yeah. Still not available. Are you fucking... Really? Yeah. Um, how much do I owe you for that inquiry? Uh, three ninety five. Okay, that's that's fair. Three hundred ninety five. Fuck dollars. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> uh, no bitcoins. Uh, bit, I don't even know what a bitcoin is. I read about bitcoin. I have no clue. Bitcoins to me are just like simulation theory. No one really knows. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of simulation theory, I'm glad to hear that it was your most. Uh, popular and then I get episode. disturbed when I I get disturbed when I see like Elon Musk be like, yeah, the future of all financial tra- transactions might be bitcoins. I'm like, fuck shit. Like a real person thinks that. Do I have to read? Do I have to read well, something? Real person, if you know this whole reality is real. I mean, that's kind of a stretch. There, oh, so true. Jesus, uh, man, can't we just? I came back with the promise that we weren't going to talk about that shit because I spent one and a half weeks curled in my mother's basement, <laughs> right near her treadmill. Which let me tell you something: 
is old. Not as old as her Nordic track, but it's old. It's just covered in flop uh, sweat yeah. stains. <laughs> Thank you for saying flop sweat about my mother. Um, I hope, uh, hey mom, hope you're listening. Uh, no, but, uh, you know, I long, only... Long time, first time. That's right. Long time. <laughs> See you later. Uh, I'm I'm only back because you promised me we were going to talk about that, but I, I will say about the, <clears throat> the simulation theory episode, I, I think it goes without question that the reason for your increase in listenership is that we is not you ignore him he's extra cranky today we had to we had to lay the hammer down on him a little bit i got your crank right here <laughs> we do still let it pick the show topics and do our research Seabot, what are we looking at this week plugged in and powered up it's the cranky conspiracy bot with tonight's topic you're all idiots Printing the outline now. Ugh. Such a long wait. Yeah. Oh. If, we, if we actually had computers in front of us, it wouldn't take that long. I don't believe in computers, John. Not since what I did with the last one. A computer and a toaster, they don't mix well. We've learned that. It's <laughs> a good point. It's a really good point. Fellas, despite the lack of an awesome intro, we're taking a walk in fields. The corn and wheat fields as we take a look at crop circles. That's actually a fascinating topic. What made you pick that, Seabot? I know the guy who does them. Wait, what? <laughs> what? Like, one guy. How e- old is he? Every crop circle ever? Is it Noah? His name is Hank and he's ageless. <laughs> Look, I don't... Ageless. He's ageless. I have told you before, time is just an abstract concept created by carbon-based life forms to monitor their own ongoing decay. Oh, that bullshit again. I don't even know what the fuck that means, but are you are you trying to tell me that the that only one being, whatever you want to call them, made every crop circle ever? Far as I know. <laughs> Alright, let, let me ask this a different way. Have you done any research behind one person telling you that they did all crop circle? Not a goddamn drop. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Does he have to curse like that? Uh, it, well, if he doesn't, you know how you need to give like metal oil or rusts. If he doesn't curse, <laughs> um, he, he implodes. You ever okay. seen the? You ever seen the end of the original Poltergeist? It's well, a lot yeah. like that. Yeah, <laughs> but with more dead bodies. I give up. All right. Well, with artificial intelligence like that, Skynet will not be an issue. Brent, what's on deck for the show? Well, as Seabot mentioned earlier, tonight we're talking crop circles. So first, we're going to hit you with the history and mystery behind these otherworldly designs. Dun, dun, dun. Oh, thank God that Seabot didn't drop that in because you were just on point with it. Thank you. Then we'll take a look at some of the more famous ones. And after that, we'll grab a quick drink and a potty break for John because he, he likes to potty. Robot. No, it's not the same thing. It is not the same thing. That's the only good thing about Seabot. Can you hear me when I say that? Nope. Go on. Yeah, of course he can. Fuck. After the break, we'll look at the multiple investigations into these things and figure out what they could be if they aren't man-made. Then we'll finish up with these guys' theories and my actual facts. Actual facts because everything I say is true and factual. Hey! Before all that, let's have the Gophopedia version of Crop Circles. John, give us your rundown. All right, fellas, a crop circle or crop formation is a pattern created by flattening a crop. It's a clever name. Wow. Yeah, I know. 
the term was first coined in the early 1980s by Colin Andrews. He's not British. Uh, they generally consist of a geometric pattern or patterns expertly outlined in a field of crops, oftentimes hundreds of feet long. Crop circles are believed to either be hoaxes or simply man-made art by some, although others ascribe more natural or alien origins to them. <laughs> now that's how you drop in a dun-dun-dun. The number of crop circles has substantially increased since the 1970s to current day, and they appear all over the world. There's been little scientific study of them. In modern times, crop circles resurgence began in the UK, where they started popping up in mass in the 80s and 90s. In 1991, two hoaxers? I, I, I'm doing that thing where I just throw the question mark at the end of my, my statement. Hoaxers? 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 Bauer and Chorley took credit for having created many circles throughout England after one of their circles was described by an investigator as impossible to have been made by the human hand. <laughs> hand? Mm, not this hand. I could do it. Yeah, you could, you could figure it out. Formations are usually created overnight, although some are reported to have appeared during the day. In contrast to crop circles or crop formations, archaeological remains can cause crop marks in fields in the shape of of circles and squares, but they do not appear overnight, and they are always in the same place every year. Ah, so crop circles, man. This is the thing that I remember when I was younger. Well, I guess I'd have been the 80s. You remember that? I do. Like, these were the fucking rage, man. People were talking about crop circles all the time, and they were popping up everywhere. And But they were, remember, they were just circles. Now it's like sacred geometry and star maps and shit like that. It used to just be, hey, there's a circle outside of town. Did you see it? When are they going to be crop Euclids? <laughs> we don't allow that type of, of terminology on this show. Oh, I'll ask you to stop. Sorry. I'll leave. <laughs> I do. I do remember when we were, I don't know, 13, 14 years old, you'd see the, the occasional spot on the daily news, a crop circle popped up in Iowa this week, and it would show it, and it would be like, Three concentric circles, maybe one smaller than the other. Uh, Did you guys think much of that when it would come up on the news? Um, you know, I don't remember that really shocking me one way or the other. I don't. Yeah. I don't look at back and being like those are fucking aliens, or thinking those aren't fucking aliens. You know, I just it was like one of those things where I just kind of wrote it off. Especially when you got people's like Bauer and Chorley who are like, yeah, we did that. Well, uh, if the listeners at home don't know, Brent and I grew up together. We grew up in an area that had a lot of cornfields around. I grew up on a fucking farm in the middle of nowhere, surrounded by corn and cows. So if you tell me weird shit happened in the cornfields, uh, a circle is the last thing I'm thinking. <laughs> but you're also thinking, why is this on the news? That's how it goes. I, I grew up, uh, coincidentally, not too far from you mm -hmm. guys. Uh, and cornfields for days, man. A hop, skip, and a jump might one. Yes. One might say. A hop, skip. A hop. And a jump. Skip and a jump. Now, did either of you know anyone who had witnessed uh, actual crop circles in their crops? No. 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 Now, granted, they're using cereal crops, so less corn, more, you know, like wheat and things like that. And that wasn't grown in central Illinois, at least around us, really very much so. And the other big thing was soybeans, yeah. which you're not going to see crop circles. Yeah, maybe. so I don't. It's too that, small. They, and they don't lay down like that. They're, yeah. A soybean is like a bush that it's growing on, you know, not a bush, but you know what I mean. All right, all right. So let's actually get into the history of them because they didn't just start in the 80s and 90s. That was kind of like we said when they got a little popular, but reports go back a long time. 
In fact, a 1678 news pamphlet, The Mowing Devil, as it's called, (laughs) or Strange News Out of Hertfordshire, is claimed by some serialologists to be the first depiction of crop circles. Serialologists, John. Serialologists. Those are the people that are into crop circles. We couldn't just call them circleologists. No, because it they're in they're in cereal fields. Wait, is anybody else thinking of uh, honey smacks? <laughs> Dig them. Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, I was just thinking of Captain Crunch. Uh, can we also just, fair? Can we just talk about our favorite cereals right sure. now? Sure, uh, Brent. What's your favorite cereal? Mine, hands down, Frosted Mini Wheats. If I'm eating them, like right now, I'm going to go make it. But my favorite treat is you take half Rice Krispies, half Frosted Flakes, mix them in a bowl, put them in a refrigerator and let them sit for about 45 minutes and then eat them soggy. That's disgusting. It's my favorite. That's really gross. So what I did as a kid is I would make it, put it in the refrigerator and go take a shower and get ready. And then I'd eat it right after. You that. were a fucking weird child. You know, this is being recorded, right? <laughs> there is. But I just don't like, I'm all about texture when I'm eating and I don't like crispy, crunchy things for the most part. I don't want water chestnuts. They don't even have any taste. I don't like the crunch. I won't eat a Snickers bar because I don't like peanuts in it. You won't eat Snickers? Nope. I'll eat peanuts if they're in a bowl. I don't want Snickers. But hey, Kevin, I'll eat a payday because it's all fucking peanuts and hey, it's different hey, to hey, me. Kevin, there's an opening on this show. Uh, yeah. yeah, is there really? Great. Yeah. It's um, John's mangina because that's all he he can't eat soggy things. John, I'm I'm so sorry for the abuse that you take. <laughs> Thank you. Every <laughs> the abuse that your mangina takes. You're all idiots. <laughs> that I, might be the, the smartest thing he's ever said. That might be the only time I've agreed with him. <laughs> so anyway, crop circle researcher Jim Snabel. That's a name. Jim. Jim Jim Snabel does not consider it to be a historical precedent, so he doesn't even think these are crop circles, because it describes the stalks as being cut, not bent. So he's like, ah, ixnay that one. Oh, and more to come on that. (laughs) Oh, then fast forward to 1686, British naturalist Robert Plott reported on rings or arcs of mushrooms, a.k.a. fairy rings. These are an actual phenomenon in the natural history of Staffordshire and proposed airflows. That wasn't just your weekend last weekend. And proposed airflows from the sky as a cause. And in 1991, meteorologist Terrence Meaden linked this report with modern crop circles, meaning the wind's doing it. you You ever been out and you see a little dust devil? Looks like a mini tornado. I could almost buy into one of those, like forming and making a circle. Oh yeah! At first, making a three hundred foot long <laughs> geometric but, pattern. But yeah, it's not making it. a, a a thing. This is attack here with an arrow, you yep. know, or whatever the. Fuck but doesn't happens. this go back to maybe what we talked about? Sorry to bring it back up on the simulation theory episode about math being the universal language. So you're saying that if if there is wind going on, and it is going to form these perfectly concentric circles. Oh, I, I completely agree. Like, could it be? electromagnetic waves and mm-hmm. electromagnetic waves come from i mean it's it's all geometry and math mumbo jumbo and horseshit is what yeah, you I mean. mean pretty much where i give up that's what <laughs> was on the cover of my geometry uh, textbook <laughs> mumbo jumbo, jumbo and bullshit <laughs> that's right buddy <laughs> grab him by the pussy <laughs> so then in 1880 a letter to the editor of nature by amateur science Amateur scientist. I just want to go on record. I am an amateur scientist. I just decided. I'm also ordained as a reverend now. Hey, you know I'm, what? I am too. I, well, I'm actually officiating, I guess is the word. That's the a word. wedding this I've summer. Seen Kevin, I've seen Kevin officiate a, a, yeah. a nice. wedding. Uh, our, our good friend and member of Hysteria Nation, Mr. Mike Cole, Ooh. 
and his yeah. beautiful bride, who just they just had a beautiful baby boy, sure Archer. Did. Archer, uh, yeah, uh, Michael, Cole, and Allison. Um, and also, if I may, I, I officiated Alan and Lori's wedding. Uh, and oh, shit. I, I have to say, I don't know if we say when we're recording these, but today is Lori Thompson's birthday. Very nice. A beautiful happy birthday to Lori Thompson. Mm-hmm. Hey, I got questions for you because... You know, another man of the cloth of the clergy. We're gonna have to, we're gonna have to swap some board <laughs> stories. Oh, uh, by the way, I, I didn't tell you guys. I'm also ordained uh, in the Church of the Dude. I'm not kidding. The Church of uh, the Dude. My good friend uh, Ken Mantell uh, was getting married, and the, his wife is Christian, and his he is Jewish. They had a judge all lined up, and it was like a week out. Couldn't get a hold of the judge. He literally went on a two-month trip to Europe and could not be uh, gotten two, hold of. Two months? Yeah, I'm not kidding. Um, so the judge couldn't be gotten a hold of. He's like, hey, dude, uh, I, I kind of need you to do this. Can you yeah. get ordained? Um, I started searching on the internet. I'm like, well, I'm a big Lebowski fan. The Church of the Dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, you know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. So I was ordained in the Church of the Dude and was ready to do it. Unfortunately for all of us, and I think for them, really, the judge showed up, and I didn't have to do it. <laughs> Fun. I like to party. <laughs> well, then we're going to get him ordained. I wonder if that's even legal. Can we get a we'll robot ordained? Yeah. We're on a tangent here. Let's get back to the topic at hand. Crap circles. <laughs> oh, is that what we're talking about? <laughs> I was going to say crap circles. Crap circles. <laughs> Boy, that's a totally different topic. <laughs> Now we go to the mid-1900s. In 1932, archaeologist, unfortunately, it wasn't Dr. Jones, but an E.C. Kerwin. <laughs> Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones. Observed four dark rings in a field at Staunton Down near, Chesh- n- near Cheshire. How do you say that? C-H-I-C-H-E-S-T-E-S. Chichester? Chichester. Chichester. Just say British word. Down near some British, but it's a shire. Down near the shire. But can only examine one, a circle which was in a barley lodged or beaten down. See, exactly. British word. (laughs) While the interior area was slightly mounded up. So a little bit different than what we think of with normal crop circles. Then in 1963, amateur astronomer Sir Patrick Moore, he's knighted, mind you, described a crater in a potato field in Wiltshire, which he considered was probably caused by an unknown meteoric body. In nearby wheat fields, there were several circular and elliptical areas where the wheat had been flattened. Though, was that really just making fun of it because it could have been Irish? (laughs) Irish potatoes. Uh Mm, I see what you did there. You fucking Irish people. Hey, I'm Irish. Well, so so am I. 55. uh, That's my. That's. uh, Thank you. 23andme.com. Oh, did you do the DNA thing? I did. Okay. So 1960s. In Tully, Queensland, Australia, not to be confused with the Aborigines that John likes to talk about in some of our episodes, and in Canada, (laughs) there were many reports of UFO sightings and similar formations in swamp reeds and sugarcane fields. For example, we go to the 8th of August, 67, three circles were found in a field in Dumal, Alberta, Canada. The Department Wait, how is that an example of Australia when it was found in Canada? It said, if you were listening to I me, wasn't. Australia and Canada, when we're talking about both of them here. But uh, why Why did you say Australia if we're not talking about it? Because we are if we keep listening. Oh, amen. Oh, 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 oh. So, <laughs> and the Department of National Defense sent two investigators who concluded it was 
artificially made but couldn't make definite conclusions on who made them or how because the artist didn't leave their signature. There's there's a Ross right next to it. <laughs> <laughs> a happy happy little circle. Yes. And then the most famous case of that time period is the 1966 Tully Saucer Nest, where a farmer said he witnessed a saucer-shaped craft rise 30 or 40 feet from a swamp. It's always a fucking farmer. But why does a farmer live on a swamp? That's because, not good land. Well, here's, a, here's just, and I'm going to throw this out here. My, mainly the people that hang out in fields with, with crops are farmers. Uh, so, uh, why are you building a farm on a swamp? That's not good land to raise If I may, don't, don't often farmers uh, inherit their farms from their family. That is true. Well, then their predecessors were bullshit. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck my ancestors. God forbid that you have some swampland and a farm. God, what a what an ass clown. Florida man. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Florida man. So when he went to investigate the location where he thought the saucer had landed, he found a nearly circular area 32 feet by 25 feet wide where the grass was flattened in clockwise curves to water level within the circles, and the reeds had been uprooted from the mud. So the whole thing was just turned up and tore up. Not bent, but uprooted. And my favorite part of that story is nearly circular. Nearly. Nearly circular, 25 by 35. Wouldn't that be like a rectangle? (laughs) I mean, that... (laughs) It was a rectangle with a rounded edge. Generously, that's an oval. (laughs) You're saying it was all uprooted, though. So it says, out of the mud. Now, it is swampland, so it didn't take probably much to uproot the stuff. And... God forbid, you know, that that alien technology. Lord knows what they've they've you know achieved in rooting rooting. I mean, we humans, we focus on some weird shit. So (laughs) it would kind of make me feel better to know that 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 aliens are just like, how do we uproot a bunch of shit at once? Hit them with the uprooting ray. I hit a human. We're moving to Albuquerque. <laughs> we skinned 17 humans, but we couldn't get the roots up. All right, we'll try again. <laughs> Failed mission. These cows keep dying and getting <laughs> mutilated. South Park was right the whole time. So now let's jump to recent times. The majority, Please. <laughs> the majority of reports of crop circles have appeared in and spread since the late 70s, which I might add is when I was born, the late 70s. So maybe it's me. It was a dark time. <laughs> a lot of concentration of them is in, in the English <laughs> English countryside because there's nothing to do in England but flatten crops, I guess. They're, they're looking for intelligence beings. They come millions and millions of light years. And they're like, ah, don't see nothing. Let's just- wait, wait, hold on. So you're saying extraterrestrials come down. They're looking for intelligent beings. They go to our good friends in the UK and they look at them and think, no, I didn't find intelligent beings. You are insulting, my friend. Well, yeah. if I may, uh, they were looking for the Beatles and they'd already broken up. That is true. They, they're, they're the ones, they already knew that Paul was dead and they knew that Ringo is, you know, so why, 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 Whoa. why? I, when I have him backed in a corner, Kevin, you need yeah. to let me back him up further. There okay? is no backing me in the corner. I fight my way out. Here's I the bite. thing. Here's the thing. Uh, uh, Brent, I'm starting to see why you abused John. <laughs> Through the 80s, the media started to report heavily on this phenomenon, as we talked about. Like, it was popping up everywhere. They're throwing on TV. They're talking about on the radio. People are, I guess that's when a lot of UFO proponents are like, that's when they started leaking the the dribble and drip feeding us, letting us, getting us ready for full disclosure. They started throwing it in the news and things like that. Being uh, just an ignorant guy here, do you mean like uh, a lot of people who believe in UFOs? Yeah. They believe that in the 80s, 
uh, the the government or somebody started letting it so out? There was a boom in reports of not just crop circles, but everything in the yeah. late seventies, early eighties, yeah. and a lot of people think that there wasn't really a boom, but the governments of the world who are in the know started drip feeding us so that we are being softened to the idea so that when we do get full disclosure, we don't all commit mass suicide and, you know, hmm. rape fest 2018. And, and it's just ridiculous. You know, people are people panic and go crazy. So that's the, that's one of the thought processes. Probably going to edit out rape fest 2018. Just let you know. <laughs> I like to party. <laughs> ha 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 ha. So then we got 1991. So I'll proclaim pranksters that Doug Bauer and Dave Chorley we were talking about made headlines claiming it was them who had started the phenomenon way back in 1970. Can I just ask something? They they were the experts on crop circles, and they're the ones who brought it out. They, then, they are not experts on crop circles. But did they show up that way? They said, no, they said, so it, it came out that this guy said there is no way. So let me, let, let, why don't we, why don't we, why don't we act it out for you? Oh, good. Um, so here we are at the local Times of Winchester. Hello. Uh, hi. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, hello, Bob. <laughs> oh, Mr. Bauer, Mr. Chorley, what are you doing here? Oh, you know, it's just us with our tools, these boards and strings and whatnots. But why are you here with these boards and strings and whatnots? Fucking with the Americans, we is. Go lay down some crop circles. So you've done all the crop circles ever? Uh, yeah. <laughs> Fat enough. Cheerio. We will write a. We will write an article now. That's exactly how I went. Everyone, yeah. Boy, that it all makes sense yeah. now. So they said that they used literally simplest of fucking things: a plank of wood, some rope, and a baseball cap fitted with a loop of wire to help them walk in a straight line so they'd sit it down and they'd use this board and just tamp down oddly enough stuff. that's what we use to let brent walk in a straight line after he's had a few beers during the show that's true it is this caused them to spread all over the world with copycats which is sickening because not the sickening of that but every time something happens there's copycats whether it's murders or anything terrorist bombings oh crop circles yeah Fucking hey, I better I want some of that. Pee-wee's Playhouse. <laughs> so all over the world people started I mean everything. People started breaking out boards and, and ropes and making fucking crop circles. But since Bauer and Chorley circles, which is all they were circles, since they showed up, the geometric designs have escalated in scale and complexity a million fold. Does that not just speak to copycats? Well, it, no. I mean, it means the aliens have been watching. They're like, we'll one up these Bauer and Charlie motherfuckers. Oh, shit. My fault. I was looking at the wrong page. Thank Sorry. you. <laughs> not only did these people, these copycats around the world, companies started using, they did advertising. There was competitions to make the most intricate and most fun crop circle or crop formation. Formation. Yeah. Some are touted as graffiti. It's almost like, yo, I tag that field, yo. That's my Italian voice. And they had just popped up all over the world. It was so inappropriate on so many different levels. <laughs> I, I mean, it, it wasn't, it, it made no sense culturally. It made no sense historically. Hey, it, it's, them's the Italians. It's perfect for this show. <laughs> That's kind of the history of this. There's a lot of famous ones, and there's also some scientific evidence that we're going to get into. But we're going to go to break real quick because John's got to take a piss. Tinkle. John's got a potty break. I, I prefer Tinkle. So we're going to get onto that when we come back on Hysteria 51.
Hola, David. Me llamo Brent. Bonjour, uh, Brent. Je m'appelle David. You didn't do Spanish. I thought if we were going to do this together, we'd do the same language. Oh, sorry. <laughs> that's uh, that's on brand for us. I, that, I I just thought romance languages was yeah. the key. Everything I say is romantic, and that is thanks to Rosetta Stone. <laughs> you guys, we, we've been touting these things forever. We love Rosetta Stone, and we actually are users. David, you've really been using it even for longer than I. What's your experience been like? Oh, it's been great. The thing is, uh, you really get to learn how to speak and think in that language with it. So it's very high on pronunciation too. So <laughs> you can, you know, learn how to speak. And you know, our show is all about proper pronunciation. <laughs> in that pronunciation. Yeah, that's right. But it's, it, they design it for long-term retention, you know, it, and yeah. uh, if you don't get the pronunciation right, you, you say it until you do. And then, you know, that, that just seeps into your head. Well, and that's why, you know, this has been trusted by experts for 30 years and, there's over 25 different languages that you can learn and people, millions and millions of users use it because like you said, it does seep in and you're using it with, you know, you get speech recognition and mm-hmm. it, it hears you. You get to use like the built-in true accent features that gives you this pronunciation, which is super convenient and you can do it at your own time. And I don't know if you can know this, but I'm all about value and you get a one-time purchase, 25 languages. If I learned all 25 languages, I'd be so confused. Or really cool. <laughs> I have to go in and out. But you'd be real marketable. But literally, though, this is something that we use, and we have both of us have given the seal of approval because we want to do this long term, and uh, it's something that uh, it works, you know. And we don't yeah. we don't do long term um, stuff like this, and this is this is the one that we've chosen, and we love it. So, all you guys got to do don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now, as we've told you a thousand times, and it's always now, right now. Get now. started. For Larry, limited time, his Air 51 listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. How much? 50%. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your unnatural life. Wow. Redeem, redeem, redeem. How do they do it? Rashate, you're oh. 50% off. <laughs> Rashate. <laughs> redeem it. 50% off rosettastone.com slash today. Do it today. After years of fine print contracts and getting ripped off by overpriced wireless providers, if we've learned anything, it's that there's always a catch. So when Brent and I heard that for a limited time, all Mint Mobile wireless plans are $15 a month when you purchase a three-month plan, we thought, man, what's the catch? But after talking to them, it all made sense. There isn't one. Mint Mobile's secret sauce is that they sell wireless service online. They cut out the cost of retail stores and pass those sweet savings directly to you. Brent is trying to plan right now and says that it works like a charm from Chicago to Nashville as he makes his big old move. Mint Mobile is working for him. All plans come with high-speed data and unlimited talk and text delivered on the nation's largest 5G network, And you can use your own phone with any Mint Mobile plan and bring your phone number along with all your existing contacts. So ditch the overpriced wireless with Mint Mobile's limited time deal and get three months of premium wireless service for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash hysteria. 
That's mintmobile, M-I-N-T-M-O-B-I-L-E dot com slash hysteria, H-Y-S-T-E-R-I-A. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash hysteria. $45 upfront payment required. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Welcome back into Hysteria 51, the serial edition. We hope you enjoyed that word from our sponsors. <laughs> sponsors? Yeah, the first serial that doesn't end in killer edition that we've done. We've done a lot of serial, but this is a killer episode. See what I did there, John? I, d- I do. Um, I'd uh, like to thank both of you for having me on. I'm going to leave. <laughs> <laughs> the quality of this show is on par with, you know, the best of the best. Movie best of the best. <laughs> pop it, Tommy. Pop it. Pop it. Pop it. Pop it. Jesus, I need a new job. All right. So famous crop circles. There's not a ton of crop circles that are, you know, I, there's some that you've probably seen out there. Saying famous. Not is many one you've way. heard of. Exactly. So I'm going to touch on a couple that I found really interesting and, and, and we'll go from there. So 1974 SETI, which is the search for extraterrestrial intelligence. I mean, are we ever going to stop defining these same acronyms on this show? Well, the fine people at NICAP asked me to keep it up, John. NICAP for you bitches playing along at home stands for the National Investigations Committee on Aerial Phenomena. I give up. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> Finally, success. So they sent a transmission from the... Arcebo Radio Telescope. This signal was aimed towards the star cluster M13, some 25,000 light years away. Carl Sagan was a big part of that. Yeah. So we sent an image out in the form of binary code, which is ones and zeros, as Conspiracy Bot likes to say. One, one, zero, one, zero, 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 one, zero, zero, one, one. Exactly. And that made out of shapes of what looked like a human and a double helix, which is a strand of our DNA. It also had a rudimentary shape of our solar system, and the third planet was lifted up, so that's like, okay, well, we're on the third planet, third so, rock from uh, the sun. For an, an, another way to put it, we sent out a print job to space, Yeah, and right? It, and, and, and it's got a picture of us, it's got a picture it also of our had, DNA. It also had the numbers of one to ten, some formulas that, we, hey, we are advanced enough to be doing this. We gave them a Rosetta Stone to understand us. Years later... Some say we got a reply back. So that was sitting in 74. In 2001, Chilbolton Crop Circle was made. So there's actually two. One looked just like the Mars face. If you're familiar with so the face on Mars. When we say, say Chilbolton, we're talking about right next to the big observatory, which I, from what I understand is, is a, an observatory where we, we sent <laughs> this message from. And so they shot a message back to us and somewhere near there, there a crop circle showed up. So there's two. So there's the Mars face. Everyone knows the famous face on Mars. It looks just right, like that. And then down a little bit is one that looked just like the image that we sent out. But instead of a human little figure, it looked like what we think of as the gray, the, the alien, a different helix of DNA. And it depicted a different star system, and three planets were raised, as if to say they'd colonized three of their own star system's planets. So they they kind were multi-planetary. Of a, they sent our print job back to us with a few addendums. Yeah, and so people were like, holy shit. They sent us a red line. Essentially like, like, hey, guys, this is from our lawyers. Check it out. Send us a red line back. 
from because fucking goddamn it, of course aliens have lawyers. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we all know, uh, lawyers are blood sucking demons, so they're probably interplanetary as well. I mean, except know, I for the ones that listen to the show, we love you all. Yeah, and I'd like to take a moment to say hello to my uncle Bill, who's a lawyer. <laughs> so then, fast forward one year, we go back to Chilbolton, UK, two thousand two, and it reveals an alien face with a coded message. So if you look at this one, it's another crop circle. It's kind of like this partial side view of the gray alien face. And it seems to say, and this is what they, they think the coded message said, beware the bearers of false gifts and their broken promises. Much pain, but still time. Then there's a damaged word. They're not sure what it said. There is good out there. We oppose deception. Conduit closing bell sound which is (laughs) (laughs) he's like hank (laughs) (laughs) cbot actually understands what it does say um it's it's basically a series of open and closes which they're interpreting to be a binary system send money stop zeros i'm in jail stop (laughs) exactly it is awesome looking and i call complete and utter bullshit on these Dude, I second that. I second that. I, I can get behind a lot of the stuff, but this is just too on the nose. And when they give the profile picture with it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like the first fucking selfie. That's it, when they started. It, it, it's the picture of the gray alien age, sex, location, question mark. You know what you don't realize is they were just using their version of a fucking photocopier. And he pressed his face, <laughs> his version of the canned ham on there. He pressed his face. And when he said it, he's like, oh, what'd you do? I'm fucking with the humans. My favorite allusion. Uh, to crop circles by uh, folks that believe a lot more than I do, they go, well, maybe it wasn't aliens actually showing up here doing it, but perhaps they were doing it from far away with an alien-style stylus. Stylus. Yes. So, so in other words, the Earth is their iPad, and they had a stylus and and, and just drew on the Earth. Isn't it funny that um, all of the other known uh, life forms have all the same bullshit ideas we do? (laughs) (laughs) Styluses are terrible ideas. Right. I agree. No. (laughs) Always with the contradictions. We keep talking about it wasn't aliens and they sent this from 25,000 light years away, or was it two dudes with a fucking stick and a rope? Well, there's one guy that actually says no, and he has a little bit of credibility to him. You know, we all know what a, a basic crop circle looks like, but as time has went by, they've gotten more and more complex. They've also not just been, as we found out later, bent over crops. Inner biophysicist W.C. Levengood. It's one hell of a name. Yeah, this cat is educated at the University of Toledo with a B.S. in physics and mathematics. Then he went to I'm just Ball's. saying it's a BS. Uh, <laughs> and can I also say it would be way better if this was W.C. Fields? It would be more apropos. <laughs> I don't, but not quite as 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 uh, believable. On know. the head? Yeah. On the nose? Go. So then he went to- But on the field. For fuck's sake. <laughs> then he went to Ball State University where he got an M.A. in bioscience- <laughs> Then this dude goes to the University of Michigan where he gets an MS in biophysics. What I'm getting at is he's educated, you know, so he's not he's not John Goforth making outlandish claims and throwing shit on the wall and seeing what sticks. H.H. Holmes went to the University of Michigan. I mean, you know, say they were in class together. Um, Yeah. Look, don't look that up. (laughs) <laughs> so he's convinced that whatever causes crop circles now he's not saying it's fucking aliens he's not saying it's some dude named chad with his bros he's just saying whatever is making 
crop circle. You gave us two options there. Fucking aliens and Chad with his bros. <laughs> or fill in the in-between. He doesn't know. He doesn't Where's know. Where's the announcer guy when you need him? <laughs> <laughs> he, says, he says whatever created some crop circles, some crop circles... It was a phenomenon that used rapid and intense energy, which produces cell changes in affected plants. Now, Wait that a sounds minute. Crazy. Sun crop circles. Why I say sun crop circles is because he investigated hundreds and hundreds. Some of them look like they were stamped down with boots or with people's fucking using boards and stuff like that. Well, Just like. But a large number of the ones, and the ones that he was looking at were ones where people were like, whoa, well, this like came out of nowhere, or it was kind of fast, things like that. So he looked at a lot of these. So let's go to the summer of 2011. Good had studied plants from at least 300 crop formations in Israel, Australia, Canada, the United States, England, and Holland. He found a repeating pattern of biochemical and biophysical changes in formation of plants and magnetic anomalies in soil, which led him to conclude that with what was interacting with the crop formation plants and soil was a spinning plasma vortex. But what was creating the vortices? It's almost as if you've been doing too much science. Too much science. Is that possible? (laughs) So that just made my head hurt. What why? And, and what the fuck are we talking about plasma vortices when it comes to the ground? All right. So he says that the energy interaction that creates the formations must occur rapidly, meaning in seconds. So these aren't something that it takes some dude a few hours to stomp out. He's saying that these things happen. So it's a laser. Like so it's a laser beam. It's in essence, a sophisticated heat beam, which we called a laser. No, he's saying it's, it's uh, a plasma vortice. Vortice. Thank you. Vortex. Anyway, he's saying it, it It happens really rapidly. Otherwise, he would find evidence of burning or charring from the microwave heating whenever this is happening. But he's not find such damage, and the, the formation plants continue to live and grow until harvest. So he's proving his own posit with his own experiment, Me- meaning, uh, well, I, I, I'm positing that it gets really hot. And therefore, because it doesn't show any signs of charring, therefore, it's really fucking No, he's using scientific method to prove that whatever's happened to these things, A, isn't killing the plants, and B, isn't some dude stomping them down. So what the fuck does that mean? Like, what's he saying? So these biochemical and biophysical changes that Levengood has documented include a combination of swollen and reoriented growth nodes. The nodes are, they look like knuckles. In the like, they're when, coming out from the plant. Yeah, so so they have a knuckle on it, and when this happens to these the, ones, the plants already have a knuckle. I see. And they're and being it swells huge. Okay. So then you have ruptured growth nodes on uh-huh. some of them, which bend over, and metabolism changes in the plant cells, and then you got magnetic iron particles deposited all over the plant surface and surrounding soil. So the plants have arthritis. Kind of like, so whatever heated them up to make them bend over gross, didn't destroy the plant and it actually swelled the knuckles so that it could bend over and then it kept growing. And this is never noticed in any plants other than the ones that have been in these crop circles and crop formations. So he published his research in 1999 in an international journal called Physiologia Planet. 
plantarum. Physiologia plantarum. That's I love it. I love that journal, man. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I it's bathroom reading for me. I celebrate oh, sure. the entire catalog. I don't know about you guys. I read it when I pee in the bathroom. <laughs> so breaking it down, <laughs> breaking it down, this is what this guy said. The findings reported here lead further support to a decade of research with empirical data, which suggests that over 95% of worldwide crop formations that he studied, not 95% of all the crops, but 95% of the ones that were suspect and he looked into involve organized ion plasma vortices that deliver low atmosphere energy components of sufficient magnitude to produce significant bending, expansion, and formation of unique expulsive cavities in plant stem, also known as the pulvini, which means swelling at the base of leaf stock, as well as significant changes in seedling development. The other thing that he noted is, unlike normal bent-over plant formations, or I'm sorry, crop formations, the next year, these would regrow in that way, meaning the plant had changed in that area. So what what you're talking about is, is something that a lot of crop circle believers, I don't know what you call them. What'd you call them before? Serologists. Okay. Yeah. And they go to the bend test. Uh, when you, when, if you and I and, and Kevin, Kevin, if you're willing to go, uh, I mean, I don't mean we're going to do this. I'm, but, uh, I'm but, ready. Uh, this, is, this is pretend time. I'm really lonely. Later on tonight. Uh, um, go make a crop circle. Oh, uh, if we do it with a board and a rope, the way that it, it's supposed that that when they're faked, the way they're done, uh, the stalks of the various plants are when they're knocked over, they they are broken. Okay, so so the, the they they bend at the shaft and they're they're broken. The bend test, when you look at what are supposed to be non um, n- non human or, or or not even non human, just um, unexplained, unexplained, yeah. un- unexplained crop circles. That, it could be the, the fucking U.S. They, government. They, he's saying they've he been know. they've been bent over, but not broken. And not only were they bent over, they were bent over using sufficient heat in such a quick manner that the plant itself gave and like it swelled at the knuckle and just said, "Oh, I'm okay," and kept growing and growing in an altered state. And well, just bent, kept growing overnight. No, for bent over for the not, whole time. Bent over and not broke like Brenton College. Zing. So when they when they would make a when you take Thank a board, you. I was waiting for that. When you make a when you take a board, you make a crop circle. It kills the crops. That's what we're getting at. Okay, these yeah. crops did not die. They and kept they, growing, and they were able to be harvested. You're completely. telling me so we could go in and say, oh, here's um, uh, get some corn and do all that, even though they're bent over. And they say that 100%. these they say these little segments. They, they basically, these are these are the nodules, the, the, as they the, called the, them. Yeah, not they, they connect one piece of the stalk to the next. And they say that if they just can bend, bend over, they don't really expand much. Mm-hmm. But if they're exposed to extreme heat or, or or other things, whatever those things are, that they can they can be expanded from forty five percent to two hundred percent the size that they originally were, and even in some cases get heated up so much that the the little bit of steam that's inside of them blow out the side. That was that blowing out. We were talking about the explosions. Yeah, oh, right. Supposedly. So the other thing is too that. Not only are they swelling, they're also getting like striation marks, stretching like stretch marks on these nodules that they're able to see. That's what brought people to this Levin Goods attention is 
all these other plants were dead and dying. These ones, something physically changed them. Almost like like an implement was used to lay them down, like like a farming implement that maybe they didn't know about. And what the fuck is it? He's not saying, as I said, it's not saying that it is aliens or anything. He's saying something foreign, as in foreign, as in it could be who knows what, is causing these. And it's not a fucking board and a rope on a lot of them. So we actually have a little bit. Let's 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 let this explain the bend test. Look at where it's bent over, Father. It's not broken. And what kind of machine can bend a stock of corn over without breaking it? Oh, wait, that's not an explanation. That's just fucking crazy-ass Mel Gibson. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> In that same clip, he also said, fuck the Jews. So I, I, I think I, that for a I think we're going to avoid the rest of, on this show, the rest of what Mel Gibson has to hey, say. Mr. Gibson. That fucking asshole. Hey, Mr. Gibson. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, we, oh, you got... Oh, we missed. You got two, you got two knees? <laughs> Mel Gibson, the only man who makes M. Night Shyamalan look good. <laughs> He's done awful things to people, and he'll do awful things to you. And Conspiracy Butt brings it home. So, Kevin, we threw, we did the research on this, and it kind of, it's out there. What are your thoughts on this? Like, are we making sense to you about these nodules? Do you understand my nodule talk, Kevin? Uh, man, I always understand your nodule talk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, um, I understand it, and I think it's it's quaint. Um, I, here's my question. You guys ever go to uh, vacation Bible school? Oh, I did. I did, I did. Yeah, absolutely. You're goddamn right you did, <laughs> minus the goddamn. And remember, there was always an arts and crafts hour. Oh, yeah. Right? We always m- took sugar cubes and made a cross. Yeah. Okay. We made Bible uh, Bible out of soap. Oh. But it was always something that was pretty rudimentary, and, and it was an arts and crafts hour. My question is, the way I look at these things, if it is aliens, why are they fucking choosing our cornfields to do their arts and crafts and to be like, here is my design. Here's the way that I see the world consciousness. So- if you want an honest answer of, of the what things people say is happening, it isn't as easy to tra- traverse, you know, the vacuum of space as it is. And you can't send out, per se, um, a radio signal. And we aren't smart enough to perceive a lot of the ways that they could contact us. So this, people say, they're using some sort of thing that can traverse space and time to speak to us in a way that we can physically see, but it's also a test to see if we can decipher the code and actually see what they're talking about. That's what some people say, or it's some Yahoo who's hooked up on the shine and uh, (laughs) trying to impress his date that night. Oh, baby, look at this. It's three concentric circles. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you just ruined my joke. No, Uh I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. (laughs) That that could be, I you know, uh, looking at things, it's it's so easy to look at them from a human perspective and be like, that's a field of corn, and now this circle area of the field of corn is bent over, which means I have to look at it from a human perspective, and so it's bent over this way. How could that happen? Somebody on a board with uh, some strings and some stick walked around them, and they they had some sort of compass or radius or something, um, and so. I guess it's really easy to say about these, um, ah, I look at this from a human perspective and um, this is not, you know, I could do that on a Saturday. But what Levitt Good is saying is you can't, and right now we don't know how to do a lot of them because of they, the plants themselves are 
physically changed and and that's what he's saying a lot of these something is happening and it's not a board because you can't physically uh, no one in mainstream scientists you mean non-fox news scientists yes those ones can can uh reproduce them so but he's saying lately right because before they saw broken crops no a lot of times you still see broken crops and that's that people no no you're right you're right uh uh the examples from olden times actually point out the fact that the crops were broken. Well, a lot of people say, and even some of them are cut, and that's why the proponents of crop circles, so those don't even count. Like, that's nothing. Like, yeah, I don't buy that shit, that cut shit. Although I will say that's pretty remarkable. If you're going to cut something, I mean, is it all going to be at the same level? Is it going to be like my bad haircut? You're using a scythe? Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Oh, man. Thank you. Scythe. Nice. So I guess the next thing we need to go into, if this isn't a (laughs) some sort of plasma vortices vortex that he says, what is it? Well, there's some alternate explanations. Everything from weather, paranormal, animal activity, changes in crops, magnetism. There's all sorts of things that people say it is. Yeah, there's uh, there's some interesting theories I read about. That had to do with the uh, the electromagnetism of the center of the Earth. Yeah, and there are there are hot spots, and it actually can cause whirling, and and it would cause it to lay down, like in ways. And I guess they've seen so, that uh, in uh, some in some other that happens in nature, but it's usually not in geometric patterns and things like that. But yes, it, well, it can usually happen. is in geometric patterns, but, but it's no- usually not captured. Yeah, and it's also it's in geometric circles, but it's not like the face on Mars, you know, in a in a code that is right. ones and zeros. Forgive and so. my ignorance, but is there anyone who has witnessed this happen? No, that we know of. Like they they haven't seen it. Some people, like- okay, no, with a little asterisk. People say that they've seen light orbs. And then immediately they went out there and there was a crop circle. So there are people that say they've seen the light and people say, oh, well, Did that's- they go to Carbondale. <laughs> that is all that is a <laughs> <laughs> that is a uh, whatever mechanism is making them. That's the plasma flare or things like that. I'm not saying it's a ghost or an alien. Itself. So they're saying cause and effect. I saw a light or a flying saucer and then right. I walked out and I saw. But this. they are not yes. saying that they saw the, they saw the no the one's been go down. No one's been on themselves. a tractor and all of a sudden they saw a circle that I've heard of or, or that's been taken seriously. Unless it, unless we're counting <laughs> Mr. M. Night Shyamalan Ding Dong's yeah. epic signs. I'm not counting that shit. Sorry, I said that really mean. <laughs> I don't blame you. People say, like we talk about weather, you know, it could be you know, the dirt devil. Du- dirt devil. <laughs> Dust devil. I own one of those. That was right near our Nordic track. Paranormal. It could be the ghost that, you know, hey, look at me over here. Nothing to see. Animal activity. Things like, you know, back in the day, you I like I said we we're from Central Illinois, grew up on farmland. You there are still a lot of buffalo wallers that are because it's so flat out there. A what uh, it's called a buffalo waller, and I will explain to you what it is. It's where back in the day when we were covered in buffalo, they would we waller, were covered in buffalo. They would wallow out pits and like to to cool themselves, and those are still there now. And they are a lot of like small ponds and things like that are where the buffalo laid out and and did that like wait they would dig out the pits to cool themselves they, they call it waller because they'd lay down and they'd start like rooting uh. around and it would it would cause these pits and then they'd fill with water over time so a lot of people are like well maybe wild animals are in there and they're doing that bear and deer will will walk in circles and lay down a nest you ever see a dog walk in a circle 800 times other animals do that too but they're not 
you know, usually perfect concentric circles. And are hey, they in the middle of a cornfield? So yeah, my exactly. dog, just, my dog, just ran in eight hundred concentric circles. Turns out, it looks like Kevin's face. <laughs> exactly, Raro. <laughs> I'm so lonely. You're an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Kevin, what's your thoughts on crop circles? Uh, Castle Grayskull. That's exactly what he was thinking. Thank you. Man, man, Masters of the Universe, though? It's a great movie. Yes. Um, my thoughts are that I w- uh, God, I'm going to quote the X-Files. I want to believe that, that there's something else doing these. I do want to believe it because, uh, you know, we have something uh, maybe that's out there that's doing other shit. That gives us more meaning. When we know that we're not alone, we have more meaning, right? Uh, and, and and if they choose, for whatever reason, somebody in fucking you know uh, you know Peoria, Illinois, yeah. they're like, well, I'm going to make my statement here. God damn it! <laughs> um, that's cool. It's cool that they're going to do that thing. But um, it's hard for me to believe uh, that that alien life forms are going to speak to us in um, uh, geometric forms. But I also th- Math's universal language. Yes, exactly. Thank you, Brent. That's exactly <laughs> where I was going to go because it is the fucking universal language. And God damn you both for making me think about this again because I didn't want to. I was very happy thinking about the new Twin Peaks <laughs> and, uh, you know, but uh, do I believe that the resident is- atheist has said uh, GDU 17 times in this episode? It, I feel like we got to him. It, it, it uh, that's right. <laughs> there's no there's no punch to it to him. Yeah, you know? it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't Can I say when I was a kid, whenever yeah. I'd say Jesus Christ or God damn it, I felt awful. Mm-hmm. I felt really bad because I was very you're, religious. But you're reverting to that now because we're getting to you a little bit, I think. The aliens are, John. It's the aliens. Yeah, well, both. Fair. Both. I mean, um I'm so lonely. <laughs> uh, you don't have to be lonely. The devil is always there for you. No, I'm not. <laughs> Not even you, Beelzebub. Stop calling. <laughs> All, right. All right. John, what are you thinking on this one? Uh, all right. Um, let me preface my, my, my response with, I believe in aliens. I believe we are not alone. I believe him, yo. I don't know why, but I do. However, I do not believe the evidence of that is crop circles. Mm-hmm. I, I think that crop circles... Um, you know, before the the seventies, eighties, there's very little evidence of them. We have a few a few things we can reference. Oh, that might have been a crop circle. Really oh, good point. That yeah. could have been a crop circle. But then all of a sudden, once they once modern media started, all of a sudden they they come out in droves. And the eighties so, were the big drove, right? So you're saying you almost believe in my trickle feed theory, John? Yeah, thank are you. You, you saying- got to inform me. Uh, we're the crop circles are just the way that we're trying to deal with fucking Reagan and Thatcher. And it's a lot. It's a lot cheaper to invent some sort of plasma vortex to make them instead of sending out people because that's less people that you got to inform in on the 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 whole wool over your eyes. Wait, was this the part where I get to talk or not? When we're ready for you, now you can. See what I deal with week after week, Satan. (laughs) Yeah, I believe in aliens. I don't think any of these are aliens. I I, I think it's, I I think that when you look at a bunch of crop 
circles and you take a bunch of soil samples, you can find whatever you want to find. Uh, there have there has yeah, there's one study, one study that is peer reviewed. That it is peer reviewed. Peer reviewed does not mean fact. It means that it passes the test of the scientific method. Passing the test of the scientific method only makes something a theory. It does not make it fact. It, it there are a lot of it, uh, okay. Um, Isaac Newton heard he, of him. You heard of him? Yeah. Uh, his theory of of gravity also passed the scientific method right up until. Uh, uh, a little guy named Einstein came along and said, yeah, well, that's not really how it works. But that apple hurt his head. <laughs> and that's how we have gravity to this day. Thank you. Thank you. Um, it, my, my point being that I, I I do believe in aliens, but I do not believe in crop circles. I think that these these crop circles are all, every one of them, uh, a manifestation of our want and our need to believe in a higher power in something else out there, in aliens, whatever you want to call it. And I, I think those British guys that came out and said they did them probably didn't do many of them. They probably they might not have done any of them. They wanted they wanted some love. But but I'm so lonely. But <laughs> they just because they didn't do them d- does not mean that people didn't do them. I agree with you for the most part. I, I agree too. Like I don't think this is there's no smoking gun here for aliens or anything like that. I'm not going to shit on a peer reviewed scientific study because he never said it was aliens either. He just said a lot of these crops are different than they should be, and it was peer reviewed. And the only people that seem to deny what he said are hardcore alien pundits that don't believe him or um, science deniers. And so I don't want to be a part of that. I, I find it fascinating. When I went into the crop circles looking into this, I feel I like was, that might've been a veiled shot at me. No, I'm just saying, no, it, I mean, I'm, I'm responding to what you said it about it. Yeah, no, I'm responding to what you said about it. I don't want to, to turn my back on any of that stuff because when I went into this, I completely, I went into this with crop circles completely written off. I thought it was stupid. And then I read that. And I'm like, well, I didn't ever look at that as anything that was aliens to me or anything like that, but it made me think like, oh man, trickle feeding us this bullshit. It sounds like something that the military could do or military industrial complex of some sort. I don't know. Who knows? Maybe it's all made by some dude. I just found that, you know, at least there is a little bit of science behind some of it that I, that it surprised me. There was so much thought put into whether this was real or not. I don't buy the alien uh, aspect to this, unfortunately, or fortunately, one bit at all. Can one say that um, there's so much thought put into it? Could also be there's somebody who thought up a way to describe them thoughtfully with nodules and so on. But no, because they are physically changed from like, here is a what it's supposed to be. And here are these. They are physically changed. And they this only happens supposedly in these circumstances. So there you have it. Hysteria nation, the facts that came from me and the rest that came from Brent. I guess I'm done talking. Keep going. (laughs) Tell us what you think. Do you have differing opinions? Are we assholes? Am I an asshole for not believing any of this? Is Brent right on the money thinking that there's something to it? Hit up hysteria nation. Go to Facebook.com slash Hysteria Nation. Also, you can find us at Facebook.com slash Hysteria 51 Pod. You can find all our shows there. We also put updates on anything that we're doing. 
And if you go to our website, Hysteria51.com, there's a new tab at the top called Shop. Ooh, and that's where what's you, there? Can, you can shop. You could buy T-shirts. How awesome is the T-shirt? I'm going to tell you. It's got a logo on the front. It's got conspiracy about on the back. Fucking A. It, 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 it feels sexy. I'm wearing one right now. They're made of 100% yak skin, so they are high quality. That may or may not be true. I don't know. I didn't really read. <laughs> they just said, hey, we'll sell your shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Hysteria51.com slash shop. Just go to Hysteria51. That's where you can find all Watch of our social sandwiches. media. Links to everything on there. And also... Leave us a voicemail. We want to play it on the show. 773-669-7277. That's 773-669-7277. And again, we want to say a huge thank you to Kevin for being a guest on the show. Find him at Kevin-Crispin with a C.com. Do not go to KevinCrispin.com. That Fuck motherfucker is that an guy. idiot. You can also see him, too. He he seems like a nice enough fella. He played <laughs> uh, basketball for Penn State. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I don't know. I, he was I, a nittany lion. I don't trust him. Uh, well, <laughs> all right. You know what, Rod Roddy? I don't trust him either. <laughs> With that said, I've been Brent. I've been John. I'm Kevin. He's been Conspiracy Bot. Stay woke, meet sex. Thanks for listening to Hysteria 51, a weekly oddcast of conspiracy theories, mysteries, and the unexplained. We'll be back again next week with more known unknowns. If you'd like us to discuss a particular topic, suggest a guest, or simply seek some truth, we'd love to hear from you. You can email the show at hysteria51podcast at yahoo.com and follow us on Twitter at hysteria51pod. You've been listening to a fourth-hand joint.